The Blue Jackets have returned from their uh, West Coast swing or their Canada swing, and uh, they are one, two, and one in those four games, which is about what I expected. So uh, let's talk about that and why. Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to bring you news, stories, uh, updates, the good, the bad, and the ugly about your favorite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and also over on YouTube. So if you haven't hit subscribe over there, please feel free to do so. It helps me out. It helps you out. Everybody wins. And uh, let's let's go ahead and get into uh, today's episode. Um, oh, before, before we do that, I just have one more thing. Uh, and that's to let you know that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, which is the official sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make every moment more and visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And uh, where we're going to get started is... Looking at uh, the games over the weekend and looking at this kind of West Coast, California, not California, West Coast, Canada hybrid swing. Um, so the Blue Jackets lost two in a row um, against the Vancouver Canucks and the Seattle Kraken, one of which I kind of expected. The other one was a little bit more disappointing. Um, but in total, the Blue Jackets had a win, two losses and an overtime loss for three of potential eight points. Uh, and if you told me that you were gonna, they were gonna go into a four-game swing against Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, and Seattle, and come out of it with a win, an overtime loss, and two losses, I'd be like, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, I just didn't think that it would be the way that the way that it uh, the way that it ended up shaking out. So, yeah. well, uh, in in a vacuum, not not too unhappy with it. Good for the tank. Um, the stars have showed up. We talked about that a little bit last week. Um, the kids have showed up. Uh, we're going to talk about Kirill Marchenko uh, extensively today and uh, also Kent Johnson. So that's uh, two good names to always be talking about in a in a positive light. But um, on a whole, I thought this was a really positive swing for the Jackets. Um, did they get the wins that they were looking for? Maybe not, but... I thought they played a lot better. Um, I think the goaltending has finally started to to smooth out a little bit of a, a bump against um, Vancouver. Obviously, uh, Jonas Corposalo with um, 29 saves on 34 shots. Elvis played against Seattle and had uh, 28 saves on 31 shots. So... It's 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 coming together. It's looking it's looking better. Um, Corpusalo, I think, struggled against Vancouver, but was excellent against Edmonton and Calgary. Um, Elvis, I thought, was good against Seattle. Um, which, frankly, at this point in the season, and you know, I love Elvis. I will take good goaltending from Elvis. I will take average goaltending from Elvis. You know, I think it's it's baby steps. It's a process. If we start getting good games from him now then, you know, it's a confidence thing. It builds up, it builds up. So did the team win? No, because they only scored one goal on, like, 
25 attempts against Seattle. But the goaltending was good. The goaltending was solid. And uh, sometimes that's all you can ask for. Um, and that's kind of my, my feeling about the road trip in general is, again, like, did they get the wins? No. But there was some good team play. There was um, some good personal play. Um, I thought Kirill Marchenko had a great trip. Um, I thought Patrick Laine had a solid trip. Uh, Ken Johnson, obviously, two goals in his last four games, including that overtime winner from uh, from Edmonton because he only scores overtime game-winning goals in Edmonton now, I guess. But um, I don't know why I keep calling them overtime game-winning goals. All overtime goals are game-winning goals. But the, my, point, my point still stands. Um, good to see... The players that we want to be succeeding, succeeding. Um, you know, Goudreau didn't quite have it against Calgary. He had a two-assist night, I believe, um, which, hey, we'll, we'll take that. Um, but for the most part, the Stars are doing what the Stars are supposed to be doing. Uh, in Vancouver, uh Line a continued his point streak on the first Marchenko goal. Gaudreau got an assist on the second Marchenko goal. Uh, Jenna and Boquist also got assists. He was the only player to score against the Canucks, which is not ideal because the Canucks are kind of an on-fire garbage can at the minute. Um, this was the disappointing game, honestly, um, was the fact that they could only... They got outshot by Vancouver, 34-26 um, uh, in favour of the Canucks. They got out face-offed. Um, the power play was good. Uh, the penalty kill was bad. So, you know, it, it really balanced out. They went two for four on the power play and two for four on the penalty kill. So both teams had a 50% success rate on power play, uh, which the Canucks have the worst penalty kill in the league, I believe. So uh, good to see that. Um, again, really good to see Kirill Marchenko continue to score. He's up to 13 goals with no assists. I believe the record is 16 goals. With no assist, so he's real close, and I really hope he does it because I think it's gonna be friggin' hilarious. Um, and I love weird stats like that. Um, but like I keep saying, overall, I wish this game had been better. But if you look at it in context of like a four game grouping, I'm not mad that this is the one game where the effort just wasn't really there. Um, in a minute, we'll talk a little bit more about that, we'll talk a little bit about the uh, the Kraken game. Uh, that's coming up in just a second on Locked on Blue Jackets. But first, I've got to tell you about Athletic Greens, uh, because Athletic Greens is something that I have been taking for, gosh, about a year now. Um, and I was suspicious when uh, when it first started. I think a lot of people were, but I love it. Um, it makes me feel so much better every morning. Um, I get up, I stretch because I'm old and my back hurts all the time, and I have my AG1. And it's just a really great way to start the morning. Um, AG1 is uh, vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens, uh, all of that good stuff to help support your immune system, your nervous system, uh, your gut, your aging, your focus, like all of the good things. And uh, it's just, I don't know, I can't say enough good things about it. Uh, like I said, I was skeptical, but it has really kind of turned my morning routine around. Um, it has made me feel much more like a person in the morning instead of a zombie that is just crawling towards lunch. Um, so love that for it. And uh, here's the best bit. It's super easy. All you have to do is get one scoop in a cup of water 
and that, that's it. Give it a good, give it a good mix, give it a good shake, and uh, yeah, that's that's it. Reclaim your uh, immune system, reclaim your health with AG One, and they're making it even easier for you. Uh, if you buy now, you are going to get a free one-year supply of vitamin D. You're going to get five free travel packs of AG One, and uh, it's going to make a difference. I promise. Uh, it's, I, this is not me just saying this because I, I have to, this is, it will make a difference. So, uh, get AG1 now at athleticgreens.com slash locked on NHL and, uh, take ownership over your daily health. Now we need to talk about the Seattle game, which on paper doesn't look great. Um, the Blue Jackets were outshot by the Kraken. Uh, they were not good on the power play. They only scored one goal. Um, they let Alec Wemberg score a goal. And I believe uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand got a point as well on that. Yes, on the 3-1 the goal. That was that goal was, was just bad luck. Um, but overall, I'm not super mad about how this game went. Um, I've already talked a little bit about kind of the, the Elvis Muslikins of it all. I thought he had a fine game. Um, like I say, 28 of 31 saves. Uh, I'm I'm perfectly happy with that. Um, just on the other side, uh, Philip Grubauer had a really good game. Uh, 24 of 25 saves. Um, and that, again, kind of feels like the story of the season for the Blue Jackets, which is even when their goalie has a really good game, the goalie on the other side tends to be having a better one, um, which is just so aggressively frustrating, but is what it is. You know, um, the penalty kill improved from uh, the Canucks game. They only had two power plays per team, but they didn't allow a goal this time. Um, they also didn't score a power play goal, but I mean... Sure, why not? Um, good news. Kent Johnson scored a goal. That's his 10th of the season. I believe he's like the 6th or 7th Blue Jacket to hit 10 goals this season. Um, and it's the third time in Blue Jacket history that they've had two rookies hit the 10-goal mark. Um, with him and Kirill Marchenko, they both hit 10 goals uh, this season, which I believe the last time that was done was the... Oh, gosh, I don't remember which year it was, but it was uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois' rookie season. So it would have been 2017-18, maybe. Um, and it was uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois and Sonny Milano both had uh, 10 goals. I believe Pierre-Luc Dubois is currently holding the rookie goal uh, record for the Blue Jackets at the minute, which is 20. And honestly, the way that Marchenko is playing right now, he's going to smash through that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Johnson hits that as well. Um, like I said, he's got 10 goals uh, so far this season in 47 games. He's, yeah, he's having a real good, a real good rookie season, um, which is really great to see. And, you know, in the last five games, he's got five points, two goals, three assists. He had a two assist night against San Jose. Um, he's, you know, if he starts to figure it out more consistently, um, then... Good things are going to happen. Uh, I believe he had a season high of ice time against Seattle as well in 1954, which, again, really, really great to see. Um, like I said, if he keeps it up, if Marchenko keeps it up, um, Patrick Laine hasn't been scoring 
as much as people want him to, I think, but he is racking up the assists. Uh, he's at 30 points in 35 games, 14 goals, 16 assists. Uh, he didn't hit the score sheet against Seattle, but in his last his four games before that, he had uh, seven points in his last four games, uh, two goals and five assists. So, you know, it... It could be worse. Um, he also had an assist before that. So he had a five-game point streak going, eight points in those five games. Um, he had a hat-trick in the month of January. So, you know, it's it's all very, very slowly. I feel like it's coming together for this team. And like maybe that's me being delusional because I think the, defen- the defense is still not where it needs to be. But on on a whole, the past kind of couple of weeks, I've seen improvement from this team which is good um i don't know that they're gonna be able to crawl out of the basement and i don't know that we want them to uh you know looking at the draft and we're gonna have more draft coverage this week um but if they can improve and still kind of stay where they are in the standings like that feels like a net positive to me so it's i don't know it's kind of it's 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 rough out here for a blue jackets fan i get that um i have not enjoyed Watching large, large uh, parts of this season, but when you look at, you know, oh, Patrick Laine has, you know, eight points in his last six games, and Ken Johnson has two goals in his last three games, and Marchenko is scoring at a ridiculous rate for a, a rookie, and is that shooting percentage going to come back down to earth? Yes, obviously. He's shooting at, like, 26% right now. Like, it's unsustainable. Of course it is. But that doesn't mean that we can't enjoy it while it's happening, and that's kind of... How I feel about this season is go into a game expecting to lose, but being pleasantly surprised if either they win or they play well and lose anyway. Um, that's that's the goal, I think, is to play well and lose anyway. Um, because at this point, they've got, what, 35 games left this season? I don't know how math works. Um They've got less than that, surely. I, I don't know. They've got like 30 games left this season. Um, they're about to go on the All-Star break, so that'll probably be good. It'll give them a chance to kind of rest and reset and not lose games relentlessly. But uh, yeah, if they can kind of continue playing like they played on this swing, I think good things are going to happen. Um, and I want good things to happen. So I'm, like I said, just to kind of wrap up, I'm not upset about losing two, you know, two games on the bounce. Seattle's a good team this year. I'm not mad about losing to Seattle at all. It, it stings a little bit to lose to Vancouver, especially considering their whole situation. But it is what it is. The Blue Jackets are losing games this season left, right, and center. You know, they've already lost to the, to the Ducks and the Coyotes and the Blackhawks this season. They might as well add the Canucks to that. Um, so it is what it is. But... For the most part, I thought this was a positive swing. Great to get a win in Edmonton. Um, and frankly, if you're going to lose like an away game in January against the Vancouver Canucks when you are in the Eastern Conference, like fine. It's it's basically meaningless, you know? Um, so we'll, we'll see how they do tomorrow night against the Washington Capitals because that's their final game before the All-Star break. Um, so we'll we'll talk a little bit about that in just a minute but first i've got to tell you about 
our newest sponsor, which we are so, so excited about, and that is FanDuel. Uh, they are the number one sports book in America, and if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. So download now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on anything but from the money line to point spreads to who's going to score a touchdown. Uh, if you want to put some money on the Eagles winning the Super Bowl, then that feels like a pretty good bet to me. You could also bet on the Chiefs. Uh, honestly, I don't know football. You could bet on either of those guys. I don't know who the favorite is. But uh, the FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And you get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So let's talk about the Washington Capitals because um, I feel like the Blue Jackets have... uh, Avoided them for the most part. It's weird. Uh, they played twice. They played twice. Um, at, like the start of January. They've got three Caps games in a month and then one more in March. So very, very strange. But the Capitals have really picked up from... Uh, They've been struggling. They, they were struggling for large parts of the season. Um, they're four and six in their last ten. The Blue Jackets are three, six, and one. The Capitals are twenty-six, twenty, and six uh, overall. Um, so maybe not playoff bound. I believe they are currently in a wild card spot uh, with fifty-eight points in fifty-two games. Um, but they're not kind of the powerhouse Capitals that we've seen kind of over the last few years. Uh, currently, the last five games, Dylan Strom has four points in those five games, two goals, two assists. Evgeny Kuznetsov has four assists. Uh, surprised not to see Alex Ovechkin there. I believe he's uh, out at the minute with an upper body injury. Um, I don't know that they'll see him play today or tomorrow, excuse me. Um, he might be back. He's, I don't, I don't know. They build him different in Russia, you know. Um, every time you look and think, oh, he's going to miss some time, he actually comes back and plays and scores like four goals in a game. So I would expect to see Vetchkin tomorrow night. Um, he missed the last game, but generally he misses a game and is then good to go. Uh, that being said, he might decide that he doesn't want to go to the All-Star game, so he could miss this game. Uh, if you don't want to go to the All-Star game, then you have to be uh, out either the game before or after. So uh, if he wants to skip this game and avoid the All-Star game, that is fine by me. Um, in terms of team stats, they are beating the Blue Jackets in, again, this is not a surprise, every metric. Uh, they are 19th on the power play. The Blue Jackets have crawled up to 28th in the league, which is very exciting. Um, after Marchenko's two-goal effort the other night, uh, their penalty kill is 21st versus Washington Capitals' 9th. Uh, face-off percentage is 19th in the league for the Capitals versus 26th for the Blue Jackets. Uh, they are 17th in goals for per game and 10th in goals against per game. They've been getting really good goaltending from uh, Darcy Kemper, uh, who has a 9-15 and five shutouts this season. Uh, Fully a third of his wins have been shutouts, which feels bonkers. Um, He's 15-14-4, and uh, yeah, that that feels, that's nonsense. 
um, that feels to me that's the same level of nonsense as when Mosley, uh, Elvis Mosleykins had like five shutouts in eight games or something in his rookie season, you know? Um, so hopefully the Blue Jackets get to see Lindgren. Um, I feel like they are still bad enough that they will get to face backups when they get the opportunity to, but with the goal star break coming up, um, it might be a case of, well, we'll play Kemper and then he could rest. So tough to say. Um, I would expect to see Corpusalo start for Blue Jackets um, just because that's that's how this season is going. Um, although I thought Muslikins had the better weekend. So I don't know, maybe maybe they play Muslikins um, and hope for the best. Um, they're going to have to start playing him more eventually. And this has kind of been a theme on the last few Last few episodes is at some point you're gonna to have to accept that you need to play Elvis Mosleykins. Like you can't just keep benching him and playing Corpusalo because the future exists and the fact of the matter is you've got Elvis for the next five seasons. So at some point you're gonna to have to stop playing him. Um in terms of predictions, I would love to say that the Blue Jackets are gonna go out and win this. Um they lost last game one nothing. Uh, which was just real tough. They lost the game before that 6-2. So can they come out and win this one? Sure. I think, um, you know, Patrick Laine's real hot at the minute. Seven points in his last five games. Karol Marchenko, four goals in his last five games. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau, five assists in his last five games. So, you know, if those guys turn up, if Boone Jenner turns up, Kent Johnson, um, if the defense holds up, then sure. I think, I don't know, maybe I'll go with my usual fence-sitting bet and say 4-3 Blue Jackets. Um and again, just kind of hope hope for the best. Uh, in terms of opening the scoring, I'm going to go with Line A. He's gone a couple of games without a goal. I think he's he's overdue. So that feels like a that feels like a safe bet to me. Um, and that's kind of all I've got for today. Uh, tomorrow we are going to be doing another prospect report. Uh, I talked to Patrick Bexell of Habs Eyes on the Prize, and we're going to be looking at Axel Sandin Pelica and whether the Blue Jackets could or should add another defenseman to their already deep pool. That is tomorrow's episode. Thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, thank you for making it your first listen of the day. I uh, We're on all podcasting apps of choice. We are on YouTube. If you want to hit subscribe over there, please feel free to do so. It helps me out. It helps you out. Everybody wins. You get notified when new episodes go live. So that's always exciting. And... Uh, I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. 